Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast dedicated to discipleship and putting scripture to use in our daily lives. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I'm the Communications Director for the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska. As the title of this podcast suggests, I'm not ordained clergy, so what I share comes to you in layman's terms. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching the Bible to everyone from teens to 90-somethings, and I'm excited to share what Scripture has to say to us in today's society, and I love to tell stories of how people live their faith. Some episodes focus on a person or church doing great things to serve as the hands and feet of Christ. Some episodes include interviews with experts who can help us along our faith journey. And other episodes include some short reflections on Scripture. Thank you for joining me. We're continuing with our series titled Adapting Church, which tells the stories about how churches across the Great Plains Conference and beyond are worshiping and serving as the hands and feet of Christ amid the coronavirus pandemic. In this episode, I'm honored to be joined by the Reverend Dr. Kevis Harding. He's the lead pastor at Delrose United Methodist Church in Wichita. Kevis, thanks so much for joining us on In Layman's Terms. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate being here. I want to get started by talking a little bit about how your church was set up for online worship and activities prior to COVID-19. What were some of the challenges that you knew your congregation would face having to go to this type of setup with online worship and activities? Great question. Thanks, Todd. I I, I will first have to uh, confess and admit that we had uh, no form of uh, live streaming or online worship. Some of our um, members would do uh, Facebook Live with their own phones from behind. They'd be shaking, but we never really paid attention to it. We have a media team and we had audiovisual and they would uh, re- record worship, and then they would download it and uh, put it on uh, our website for later on who would want to go back and watch it. But uh, so that was uh, what we were doing. So when this COVID nineteen hit, we had to adapt quickly. And uh, the first thing we did was we uh, moved to Facebook Live because no one could come to worship, uh, and so. I had to truly be adaptive, and a, a great read that I read that helped me with that adaptive change is uh, uh, Canoe in the Mountain by uh, Todd Singer. That this is not a technical series, but it's truly an adaptive one. And so uh, that's what that's one of the first steps we did. But I can say more, but I let you see if I need to be quiet for a minute. Well, and, and just uh, I mean, just so everybody else knows, you were not alone in that. I mean, a lot of churches. I mean, this is a new un uncharted territory, just like Todd Bolsinger's book talks about, right? And canoeing the mountains. This is, uh, this is off the map. <laughs> yes. So uh, you were not alone in the idea that churches, it may be something you were thinking about uh, mm-hmm. and knew that maybe you needed to do, but until there was a real need, there's a lot of churches that just didn't, for whatever reason, mon- money's a big issue. Volunteers right. is an issue, right? I mean, you have to have right. people who are willing right. to run this stuff. And so I, I totally understand. Right. So just so you know, you are not alone. And that, and that was part of my, when I said I had to confess, because, you know, my thought was, I just need to make sure we get people in the pews, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, get, do a good sermon, have a good worship, you know, live band, we have a live band, we have a great choir, praise, praise and worship, 
uh, just, you know, get people to come to the pews. And then from the pews, that would then help us with the ministry through the giving, thinking that would be, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're okay. So really, did, I, mean, I always talk about, hey, I like to do live streaming, but they would always throw these numbers at us and we'd be like, oh, well, well, we'll just hold that off. Well, we're at a place where now it's like, no, I have a meeting today when I get off here at six going, here's the cost that we have to do. We have to. And it's a moment of urgency. And then I think that's part of adaptive uh, challenges. Either you're going to thrive or you're going to strive. And if you're striving, you're going to move into a place of dying. And so I want to, as the kingdom of God, continue to thrive. And so we have to change. We have to adaptively change. And so, because even when this pandemic is over, what I'm discovering is that live streaming, I've reached people across this country uh, who has actually benefited our ministry that goes beyond the four walls of our church. So I was so focused on the inside and not realizing that uh, we're, we're affecting people across our country with our ministry. And so we can't stop now. We have to move forward. We have to be better. So we're, we're not, we're going beyond Facebook live. We're going to live streaming. We're going to YouTube. We're going to Instagram. Uh, and so you, we're, we're even setting up what I, I always desire the second worship. And so we're even creating what I call, you know, your, the live worship, come and be with us, but actual, a virtual worship, which is an, another form of discipleship making. So, that, I mean, that's an interesting concept because when we talk about adding services, typically in the traditional the tradition of the United Methodist Church, right? Oh, we're just going to add another time. What I'm learning by these conversations with pastors like yourself is that maybe the additional worship service is not another time where people come into the yes. building, but it's a virtual worship in yes. addition to an in-person worship. Is that what you're kind of visualizing? It, yes, it's, it's a virtual worship. And, 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 and I have uh, two millennial uh, children and uh, my daughter's really like dead. What you're doing is what you, you need to continue to do. Make it a worship. You know, I've been watching uh, uh, these uh, late shows, uh, the tonight, the late show and the, the late, late show. And I'm going, that's virtual worship. So it's what, what you and I are doing right now. This is virtual, vir virtual interview. Mm -hmm. And so you have your actual band, you know, virtually doing music are virtually doing you know in their own different places are uh -huh. virtually doing worship and then then i'll do virtually worship and then there'll be a uh before worship there'll be a virtual time of welcoming the guests who are coming on talking with one or taking their name if you're new to the site talk to them and at the end the actual north then greeting and thanking and take asking questions virtual and then and receiving new members virtually uh and that's adaptive i it, it just pushed me to a place where i said this is what it means to, to the world is my parish uh -huh. it literally is our parish now it's not just this corner surrounded in uh, brick and mortar it's 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 everywhere it's and putting so, into practice what we've talked about right uh that, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. <laughs> it goes beyond the four walls of the church now you mentioned something earlier where you you said you were very focused inside but i want people to understand that you're one of the least inside-focused pastors that I've come across. You are, you are very much attuned with what's going on outside the walls of your church. I just yeah. want to make sure that's clear for everybody. But yes. focusing a little bit on the interior here, you mentioned you needed to adapt, and you had to mobilize quickly. Uh, what I've noticed on your Facebook page is you have worship, you have Bible studies uh, online, all kinds of the activities that normally would have been in person, you've managed to put 
in a virtual yes. uh, place. So tell us a little bit about what the reaction has been from your congregation and how they have adapted as a group of people to that kind of setup. First of all, they love it. Uh, they appreciate the, the effort that we're doing. And I, I think that's so important that you got to put in an effort. It, you know, they, they're, they're connecting the Bible studies they love. We have our discipleship class on there through Zoom. I counsel through Zoom. Uh, and we're creating this Mother's Day, we're creating what we call the Rose Cafe. Uh, and the Rose Cafe is, uh, so after I finish preaching on uh, Facebook Live on Sunday, I'm gonna say uh, in 10 minutes, uh, we're gonna be, I'll be in the Rose Cafe. And then my office administrator will set up the Zoom hosting site where I'll come on. And so anyone after I preach can come on. It's kind of like the end of the worship greeting time where it's kind of getting us prepared for the virtual worship that I'm talking about. And uh, so they're going to come on and say, hey, well, how was the sermon? Any questions? Uh, happy Mother's Day. And, this, and then open up. Everybody, it's like an unmic time, unplug. Everybody just talk to one another. Uh, and so that's uh, a part of going beyond the four walls of the church. And, and I, I got to clarify what I said. Uh, well, so folks on the inside, I'm, I'm dealing with uh, just the media. I wasn't really thinking about worship going live like this. Uh, very involved in social justice issues throughout the community and state. But so thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I'm very active in the community, but I wasn't really thinking about uh, it's very important to have virtual Bible study. I mean, all the stuff we're doing now, Todd, we will not stop when this is over. Something I've tried to get across to people is I think the bar has risen now for our churches because especially if I'm a seeker in the community and I'm just, you know, I know I need something, but I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try a church. No longer is it, well, we were already past the point of people just wandering into the church building. Uh, they wanted right. to yes. drive you anyway beforehand. <laughs> yeah. now, they, now, they, now they're going to expect more than just being able to see what's on your website. They're going to expect right. to be able to see, okay, how does this guy preach? Uh, yes. You know, uh, this church, what, is it, you know, what do they do yeah. outside of Sunday morning? And, and, uh, and I think Delrose is going to be able to show, based on what I've seen from, from your website and from Facebook, I think they're going to be able to see that there's a lot going on there. Uh, and so I think yeah. that's, I think it's important for people to understand. Well, and I, I, again, a great, great appreciate the questioning. And uh, what I'm discovering is not only uh, will people be able to, you know, drive by, you know, like I say, come and test, test us out. Uh, but we become part of people's uh, Sunday morning worship experience. Uh, my own wife, she said, well, I woke up when you tell, you know, we, I, I got this little thing, how to get up and prepare for virtual worship. You know, can't go to church, but still get up. And so, you know, before I'm, before I preach, she's sitting there going, well, I've watched uh, Chapel Hill. I watched, uh, I watched, uh, you know, she's going down this list. And so people are, and I've even seen on, on uh, Facebook where they say, well, today I watched Pastor Harden. I watched this person. And so people are, and then they come back. So the ones who come back, then you know, uh, they're they're connecting with you, and uh, they need a digital of revival. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I I I think I think so. I just uh, now, granted, I was I was in shambles at the beginning. I had to I had to get my footing for that first week when you heard uh, uh, the, the state say we're closed and uh, th there's no worship, and I'm going, what do you mean no worship? So. <laughs> 
you know, immediately I had, I had to fall on uh, uh, Bill uh, and Shelby, uh, you know, out of Colorado, he, he, uh, part of my spiritual retreat class that I'm in. And uh, I, I kept hearing him say, be responsive, not reactive. <laughs> be connected not emissed and i kept hearing that and i had to tell myself okay calm down Woo-saw. how do we respond to this right so, that, so then you get people yeah. involved to help you solve the technical problems of everything yes, um, yes sir. i want to I get into something i saw on your facebook page that i thought was fantastic it was basically a here's how to worship now it's important to understand that that uh del rose united methodist church for folks out there who aren't familiar with it they don't use the phrase worship service they use the phrase okay. worship celebration and when the, uh, when the shelter-in-place order began, you gave some great advice on Facebook. I want to just go through the bullet points here because I want people to hear them. One, yes. get out of bed and get dressed. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, and that leads into number two, which is go through your normal Sunday routine as best that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in other words, give, give people that sense of you're going to something holy here, even if it's in your living room as opposed to the church. Yes. Gather together as a family. Makes perfect sense. Stream to your largest screen if possible. Love that one. Why did you feel important to put that bullet point into your list? My daughter told me to. She showed it to me. Well, she showed it. She's, a, again, a millennial. She's like, Dad, I don't want to watch this on my phone. So she she took her cell phone cause, and she threw it on our TV. And I uh-huh. have this, you know, big size screen TV. And I'm like, oh, God, that's got to be one. And so... Well, because then it feels like you're actually in the, or as close as you can be to actually being in the sanctuary. I, I think that's, yes. I think that's a great point that sometimes gets left out of these. Yeah. Sing yes. along loud and proud. Yes. And then my yes. favorite is preach with the preacher and anybody that's seen you yes. preach understands where this yes. comes from. <laughs> Say amen, clap, shout, and take notes. I love that. Uh, I just yes. had a vision. Kev has preached for us at our orders mm-hmm. and fellowship gathering back in January. Yes. Uh, right. and, uh, yeah, a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and talk to us about uh, mental health and, and, and self-care. And uh, it was the first time I'd been able to see you preach in person. And yeah. I, was, I, I absolutely loved the experience. So I can only, when I saw say amen, clap, shout, and take notes, I was like, yep, that's him. That, that yeah. makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> what kind of feedback... And, 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 Oh, go ahead. Well, no, say with the feedback. When you uh, go back to our, our, our Facebook page and you, you watch a sermon, and just don't even watch the sermon, just scroll below it and you can see all the amens, the clapping, say it, preacher, keep preaching. You know, it's just, that's the response they get. Now, now you are a preacher that feeds off the energy of the congregation. Oh, God, yes. Uh, and this is something I haven't been able to get into with very many other people that I've talked with for this series so far, but I think you'd be the perfect person to address this. How tough is it to go from playing off of those amens and the claps, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you are in an empty room? What was that like, and how have you adapted your preaching based on what you learned those first couple of weeks? It is, it, it is challenging, and it is hard. Uh, the first time I did that, uh, my, my audio-visual team kept trying to help me because they knew. I, I'm a, I am extrovert. I'm the A extrovert. I, I'm the, I get energy from people. Uh, and so they had to literally say, look, this is live. <laughs> There's no recording. We don't get to do this over. Uh, so look at this camera as if you're looking at 
us right now that little, had a little my little five guys there. Uh, are, are, are picture someone you're talking to that 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 you can talk to and and, and it's not going to disturb you. So many times it'd be my wife, my mom, or you know uh, a good close friend, and and preach like they're listening to me. But the one that really helped me was when you watch the news, those anchors who are talking to you who make you feel like sitting right in your living room, there's no one there but that camera and them. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there going, and they do a great job. And I've been, so I've been studying them. I've been watching them. I'm going, oh man, they, they, you got to just, you have to basically fall in love with that camera as if that camera is a person. And that's how I've been doing it. It's different people doing Facebook live different. Some people do it just like this. They preach like this. And mm -hmm. I, I said, no, I want to be in the, the pulpit. I want people to be able to see the pulpit and at least know that he is in the sanctuary. And so I do it from the pulpit and uh, it's, it's been working for us. So I, I want to get onto a subject here a little bit, a little bit deeper. Uh, when we talk about this pandemic, uh, we know that the African-American community is, is disproportionately impacted by this ailment. Mm. And for those of you who aren't aware, I mean, Doro's United Methodist Church is a predominantly African-American congregation, kind of in the northeast quadrant of Wichita. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've talked to a lot of folks. I see that as a social justice issue because really the reason has nothing to do with skin color. It has everything to do with uh, poverty yes. and, and uh, to access right. versus I want to give you just an opportunity to talk a little bit about that subject because I know it's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Well, thank you again for the question. Uh, yes. It, I, first of all, I was, I was, I was totally surprised uh, that this pandemic COVID-19 has uh, affected the African-American community in the way it has, you know, with us being what uh, 14% of the United States population that's, you know, uh, uh, over 300 million Americans, and that's 42 million Americans uh, of African Americans, and of that, we're being affected the most. Uh, I was watching the New York City of all their cases. Uh, you know, over a quarter of them was was African American, and so, you know, what what is the underlying? And so that's why I begin to dig, and and you said it so well. Uh, it, it goes back to poverty. You know, you can't self-isolate, you have to go to work, you have to use the transit system if there's one. You, 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 you're not, you, you are an essential worker, so you gotta be on that front line, because uh, you need a paycheck to pay your rent. Uh, uh, and so we set up, even uh, in our, for our, our church, where we apply for a couple of grants uh, to help with uh, what I call homeless prevention. Because some people in our communities and even in our church is just a, a paycheck away from being homeless or not able to pay their rent or pay their utilities. And so we've set up uh, uh, funds to help uh, families who to keep their lights on, to keep their water running, the, the essentials. And so that's been a, 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 a heartache for me as a, as a minister, as a clergy, as a pastor or just as a disciple of Jesus Christ, how do we help the least, the last, and the lost? And right now we're looking at these folks that are, you know, in poverty at the least. And so even though uh, we are uh, not connected, you know, physically, spiritually, we're still connected. So I'm striving my best to reach out 
and help those who are still in need uh, in the midst of this pandemic. And so uh, the church can't stop. We can't let the pandemic stop us being in the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to the least, the last, and the lost. And so that's been our, our, our goal is to continue to reach. And this is why we're even trying to update our live streaming, our, our giving apps have increased. We have Cash App, we have the GiveLify, we do the online giving, we, uh, uh, we give to our website. Uh, we, we are, so that we can use those funds to continue to help uh, those in need. And so that's uh, part of the challenge of the church where we have to be adapted to move forward. Right. I mean, the whole idea is the church is having a difficult time because all of a sudden we have all these electronic things that we need to learn how to use and make everything work. Yes. But at yes. the same time, we have to do those things because the church is not needed even, has never been needed more than when these types right. of situations arise. Right. Well, one more thing, you know, you're talking about the, the COVID-19. That was how we end up, uh, what, what hit us that, hey, we can't stop the counseling because uh, mm. it, it goes back to that piece about um, mental health yes. and, uh, uh, and awareness. So we created uh, what we call Zoom counseling. So I still I get on my computer right here and I'll just, like we're doing right now, uh, to help people with uh, ment mentally and just emotionally uh, the challenges of having your kids at home and you can't feed them, you know, the whole list. So that has really been powerful for us to, to connect uh, because a part of the COVID-19 that we found out is that uh, I'm a former police officer for those who don't know is I follow that is that domestic violence has increased child abuse increased although families eating together we're praying together we're hanging out together but when you are in a place of poverty and, and, and stress and depression and frustration, all that piles on top and you can't go out and you're getting phone calls and letters from people saying we're cutting stuff off. So I thank God for reprieves from uh, landlords to help some of these people out because that's what they're on the computer, uh, on the Zoom counseling, you know, asking for prayer for. And so, yes, we got to find all the means we can to reach those. Well, I think that's such an important connection, too, because then people know that they aren't really cut off from everyone else. Yes. Uh, you know, I think that's so important uh, for people to understand. I mean, it, it, it does grind on you. You're inside the walls of, of the same building for mm -hmm. you know, it's your mm -hmm. home. You're there for hours upon hours upon hours. You're not getting out for much. Uh, yes. And it does. It can weigh on a person, even if you are mentally healthy going into it. And you yes. have those problems going into it. So now mount on. Yeah. I can just imagine pile on the issues of, of uh, financial insecurity. Yes. Uh, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're expected to help teach your kids stuff that yes. you may not have yes. actually learned when you were in school. Yes. Uh, so that kind yes. of thing. It, it can be, it can, I'm sure it can be difficult. So I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think that's a, a, po a point that we, I know I haven't gotten into in this show before. Mm -hmm. We also have the opportunities for pastors to, to continue to reach out to their congregations and beyond by virtue of one-on-one -on -one right. counseling and just being, just being an ear, a sympathetic ear and yes. somebody to pray with somebody. Yes, 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 that's it. I, and, I, and I'm the first to tell them, just because I'm a reverend doctor, I don't know all the answers, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, I, sometimes I don't know. 
but I can pray. And uh, that's been uh, pretty powerful. So we're, it's challenging times. And, and, and I am one of those who continue to tell my church, don't expect us to get back to church when just because the state says we're open doesn't mean we're open because uh, that's a, still a lot of people coming together in one place. And so I don't see us coming together. Uh, I mean, the, the soonest, if I had to say the soonest would be middle June, but I don't even see that because right. when I got a, I had a research pick or read I got from a, one of our, you know, one of our schools talking about just the choir singing and uh, right until there's a vaccine the danger of just singing and putting all those people together and coming from their diaphragms and singing the way our choir sings it's like you know <laughs> and then and then the, and then the congregation responding to the song and clapping and you have the hva going the, uh-huh. that's moving and circulate and you're all in one place and i don't i, just, I don't even see mass you know right for, being preventive so I want to, I want to lean to the cautious or veer on the cautious side. And, and, and so I'm not, I'm, I'm, do I want to worship? Yes. Do I want the people here? Yes. But I, I prefer you living than us being in a building. We can transform the world a lot better and faster if we have a lot of healthy people out doing the work. Right? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for now. Kevis, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, blessings to you on and Delrose United Methodist Church as you continue your ministries. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Again, that was the Reverend Kevis Harding. He's the pastor at Delrose United Methodist Church in Wichita, Kansas. I want to thank him again for taking time to talk to us about his ministry in this time of the, of the coronavirus pandemic. That's it for now. We welcome you back next week for another episode of In Layman's Terms. In Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archived podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tcyphert at greatplainsumc.org and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.